Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, the party stands victorious over the body of Vukovic, the head of the Fixers, and his assassins. However, business in the Fixer lair may not be finished, as there are still rooms to investigate and answers to discover. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy. I am going back to an old standard. I just have some tea with a little bit of Jack Daniels in it because it's warm and it makes me happy. Bernie, what are you drinking tonight? Water and cold medicine. Hmm. I am sorry you are sick, but thank you for playing with us when you are sick. Hopefully we can distract you from being sick. Hopefully. You guys are literally... You're fighting you're fighting the sands of the uh nighttime coldies that I took. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna do everything super fast and you're all dead. Carlton, what are you drinking tonight? Uh I am drinking a pineapple uh, Austin East Ciders pineapple cider, which I am dedicating to all of our enablers who uh listened and participated and donated to the Heroes of the Heart game that y'all did. Uh I really appreciate it and thank you from the bottom of my heart. So this one's for you. And we appreciate you. If you're listening to this and you don't know what that is about, just go to the Glipshark Twitch channel. Actually, you can see that video up and you can find out more about Heroes of the Heart, which was awesome. And we're glad that you're back. Me too. <laughs> Yay! I was getting D &D. the shakes. Jonathan, what are you drinking tonight? This is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Tonight, I am drinking an old favorite and a fan favorite. I had someone bring this up to me in a Skype call the other day. Thank you so much. For, for for letting me know, Megan, I, I love you, a.k.a. Dop's wife, but um, she brought up the Up Yours Putin, which I am drinking tonight. And for those who don't remember, it is uh, Diet 7-Up, vodka, and a little bit of lime juice, because seriously, Up Yours Putin. Did I say Diet Sprite? I meant Diet 7-Up. That's the whole, you that's said the that gag. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's the gag. Although they're very, they're very similar, so I could, I could see why you'd mix them up. Oh, also, speaking of Heroes of the Heart, you can also go to Glipshark's YouTube page, and all of them are up on in, in the YouTube feed now. There are three parts. There's the first part of the adventure, then the uh, Q&A with Lauren, and then the second part of the adventure. They're all separate videos. Uh, they're up there now. I highly recommend them. They're awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for putting in the effort to, to do that. And finally, Travancore, what are you drinking tonight? Hello, enablers. The Viceroy's choice this evening is Paul Masson, or Masson, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Brandy Apple Grand Amber. It's a brandy uh, that's apple infused with apple flavor. So very appropriate for Travancore. Uh, sadly, no cinnamon, though. <laughs> well, we can always fix that later. Speaking of fixing later, it's you're in the fixer layer. Yay! So as, as I mentioned in the little preamble, you guys just killed the head of the fixers and are pretty much currently standing over his and his associates' corpses. Is there anything you would like to know, or is there anything you would like to do? Explore and loot. Around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's I want to see okay. what this dude's I... records look like. He's got to have books around here somewhere. Yeah, let's find records. Uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular is also going to investigate, uh, look around for stuff. Let's go ahead and have Shadow and, and Carlton start 
gathering stuff that we want to loot in here. Should we finish exploring? Because I know there's a door we haven't gone into yet. Oh, yeah. yeah we should probably I finish exploring. Right. Right. Carlton the Tanky Tank is going to go look at that other door. Okay. You uh, head over to the other door. It is locked. Uh, I have one of three keys that I will take 30 seconds trying. Okay. <laughs> uh, you take the next 30 seconds, try all three keys. None of them work. All right. I will try my fourth key, known as Smash, uh, and I'm going to break it down. Ah, <laughs> hey, oh, yes. The universal key. Yes. While he's doing that, can I see if there's anything of interest in the room we're in right now? Sure. Are you looking just at the furniture? Are you looking for secret things? Are you looking at the bodies? Are you just taking a general look around? What would you like to do? Let's start with a general look around. Okay, give me a perception check. You got Meanwhile, it. Carlton, make an attack roll on the door. Is my rage still active since killing this guy? Would it, is it still within six seconds or no? No, I'm gonna say at this point, okay, just everything checking. has... It, yeah. In real life, it's been a couple weeks. In game time, it's only been a little bit. But in game I'm, time, it's been about a minute. The okay. fight ended, you guys... Kind of. Right. <gasps> I'm gonna grab my axe and I'm gonna go swing for the door. And I'm going to swing and I am going to crit on the door. <laughs> I fucked that door up. <laughs> and I will do. Oh my god, you crit on a door. <laughs> 14, <laughs> 24, 30, on, 34 damage to the door. Okay. Where was um, that <laughs> when that alien man was trying to kill me? Where was that? Oh, yeah, I want to figure out what the fuck this thing is. Okay, one thing at a time. First, Carlton saunters up to the door. His rage is abated, but his anger has not. And he slams his axe into the door with a mighty blow. Uh, how much was the damage again? Uh, 34 total. Because <laughs> okay. I, I half work so savage critical. <laughs> you, you managed to slice into this door in, in such ferocity that it splinters in on itself and flies inward, opening. And I need you to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. Would you kindly? <laughs> Would you kindly make a dexterity saving throw? All right, that's throw? more like it. Seven. Uh, no, you fail as the trap goes off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know. Fortunately, you only take eight piercing damage as the door opens and the trap is sprung that, um, is obviously set to go off when this door is opened with anything but the key. As you cause splinters of wood to go flying, there's also kind of this small explosion towards the back of the door, and a very directed, pincery attack comes towards you. Not a terrible amount of damage, but you're doing I'm okay. I'm gonna guess, I'm gonna bet like 10 bucks if we had searched uh, Alien Vukovic, I would have found the fucking key. Well, but no. reminder, we do not reward stupidity with healing in this party. But fuck that door, right? Bernie's like laying there on the ground after being attacked by an alien. She's just like, fuck everything. <laughs> Bernie's suddenly developed a cold. As Carlton batters down the door, Travancore, what was your perception check? 19. All right. So in general, you kind of take in the whole room. It's. As I had said before, it kind of looks like a, a very nice sitting room. There's just no windows because you guys are underground. There are plush chairs, a 
scattered about. There's three or four of them. There's the couch that's facing the fireplace, which is dwindling to just embers at this point. There's a very nice set of end tables near both of the couches. There's some more tapestries on the walls to absorb some of the sound and a few throw rugs on the ground and three smoking charred bodies. Two of them which are human. One of them is still this weird-ish creature that was Vukovic. You do a cursory inspection of the area, kind of look under rugs, move furniture about, kind of looking for anything that you, you can't really see. You don't notice anything out of the extraordinary. Nerat drat. I guess the next natural subject will protect the bodies. I'd like to inspect uh, Vukovic. Well, and Jonathan had moved in that direction, and I thought I saw you rolling things. What did you roll? Yes, I rolled a... I, I'm trying to figure this thing out check. So a 15 to the appropriate figuring thing, this out check. Okay, what's your nature? Give me your nature check. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I know. That's like my worst one. I, no, <laughs> it's not like my worst. Okay, it's, it's actually not my worst one. Okay, um, that is a 20. Oh, that's not bad at all. The human features of this thing belie the fact that it's a it's a shape changer of some sort. You recognize the the classic signs now that you're kind of up close. The hairless, uh, kind of bluish leatherish uh, skin, the pointed ears, the eyelidless eyes, which are just kind of these weird yellow orbs, almost cat eyes. The bald head. The musculature features that are, uh, at this point, slashed and, and burnt and horribly disfigured by the recent fight. <laughs> I, 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 as I noticed that, I was like, ah, he slashed and burned. Hey, Carlton, we did that. You, yeah. you did do that. So, yeah, you've, you've heard of a couple different kinds of shape changers. This, this one seems to be some kind of doppelganger of some sort. Bernie would like to do a thing. What would Bernie like to do? Bernie's going to get up because he's been laying on the ground. And she's going to go over, is the body over here? Where's the body? Body is fairly close to you. If I remember the fight correctly, yeah. You come walking over to the body. She would like to roll to poke it with the um the handle of her mace. Okay, roll to poke? She's going to poke it. A little, little soft poke. Okay, you do have, uh, you are proficient with your mace, so go ahead and roll an attack with your mace. It's a gentle poke. It's not like a... She's not trying to do damage. She just wants to poke it a little bit. Sure. What'd you roll? An 11. You're still kind of hurting from the fight, and it's freaky looking, and you miss. She's going <laughs> to roll the poke again. Okay. This time, she liked the poke on the eyeball. Oh, good. She got a 20. I mean... Okay. Wait. Did you roll a 20, or you got a 20? I got 17 plus 3, okay. bitches. I'm good at poking eyeballs. It's kind of yeah. your M.O. Got a Pokemon. Like, not, say, you, you have experience it. with this. With the 20, I feel like she has the finesse to, like, make it go juicy a little bit, but not pop it. <laughs> and, and you do. It's it's <laughs> a little more firm than you're actually used to an eyeball being, but you, you give a gentle poke. I won't make you roll damage because he's dead. And, yeah, you, you give this weird creature a poke. She looks up at her companions and she says, it's kind of like grapes. I, so Jonathan the Magimuscular was given Carlton props. And as he was like, oh, yeah, some of this fire is from Bernie. He points, he turns to Bernie as she's poking the eyeball. And he gets horrible. He's like, Bernie, <laughs> why? 
way. You just gotta imagine that Bernie has magically in the past half a minute developed a cold. And you know that feeling when you have a cold where you're just like doing things kind of mindlessly? Her shoulders are slumped and she's just kind of poking it. And she's like, like, feels like great. Feels I, I, like well, great. in this case, you're, you should be a little tired from the last, you know, hour or two of fighting snails and doors and traps and assassins and this weird creature so you know for bernie no she's not sick but she's got to be pretty tired actually that reminds me um so there's like an assassin here and an assassin there i go police those there are bodies. two others yes i go police those bodies and uh what is it to search like investigate just give me one investigation for the two of them yeah uh that is a 21 okay you find they're wearing some pretty nice leather armor although it's been charred and destroyed probably not nice enough to wear anymore you find uh in the pocket of the one i don't know if uh, you well you obviously remember it just happened a moment ago the one went invisible and tried to sneak past you and you you clearly remember that so you go searching into the one's pocket because you you remember him reaching into his pocket and rattling something off and you come away with dust and you actually would recognize the remains of a scroll spell that he had in his that that's what happens is when you use one of these scroll spells, they just kind of into dust. Does and, the other one have a scroll spell? Have a, have a scroll. The other one does not. Fuck. You don't find I one. I could have and... used invisibility. I could have copied that shit into my book. But no, he had to be like, oh, I'm going to survive this. And then I was like, oh, no, you're fucking dead. Whoosh. Do oh, all, that's disappointing. <laughs> do, all, yeah. do all ninjas sound like this? <laughs> the, the, dead ones do. the dead ones do. The dead ones do. apparently do. Uh, you do find their daggers, and while they seem like very nice daggers, they don't appear to be magical in any way. You, on closer examination, you can see where they've been treated with poison because they were doing the poison damage, but you get the sense that... They probably only had a couple more hits on them. This isn't like just dipping a piece of ammo into your alchemy jug and getting a hit before it goes away. This was a much more intensive treatment that obviously they were preparing to do something, but this isn't a permanent enchantment on these daggers. So if you'd like, you can say four semi-poisoned daggers, but you're not quite sure how much poison is left on them. And nothing else, surprisingly. They they really have nothing else on them. No orders or gold or anything? No. Huh. You know where All it right. is? Probably down this hallway. All right, let's have a look. Yep. Okay, you guys uh, <laughs> enter through the hole in the wall that essentially Carlton has made. And you do enter what is basically, what basically looks like a, a bedroom. It is a smallish room that has a... A bed, a table, a lamp. There's a plush brown bear rug on the floor that Travancore, you find Shadow is a, a little wary about stepping on. There's a small file cabinet with a few index notebooks sitting next to the uh, the desk. And the table has a couple pieces of blank parchment as well as an opened letter on top of the table. And they're doesn't seem to be anything else that you can see. There's no, like, paintings or tapestries on the wall. There's no, obviously, no windows or other doors in this room. I'd like to read that letter. Bernie would like okay. to roll around on the bear rug. I, oh, do you. So, Travancore, uh, go ahead. 
Oh, actually, you don't even have to roll anything. You walk on over and pick up the letter. The parchment actually looks like it's recently dried out. It is uh, after being wet from something. It's crinkly and a little bit weak, but you're careful with it. There is some faint black ink that is barely visible on it. You, you're able to make out the basics of a, a pretty boring letter of a son to his father about travel plans for the holidays. Layered over the top of this black letter is some red ink. And it takes you a second or two. It's in common, so you can actually read it off. And, and that is the letter. Okay. And I read, Red Larch has fallen. The corruption from the Crypt Garden has finally reached the surrounding farmland, and it is no longer safe to roam at night. There has not been a caravan in, in weeks. Another few months, and it would have, have fallen to ruin. But the giants have sped up that process. Those who had stayed to fight for the town were crushed and eaten. I do not believe the giants and the corruption are related. The giants were pillagers and saw easy prayer. Pray. Your plans for this town must wait, as I fear the giants are moving south. Amphel may be next. I will head north to Tribor, where most refugees have fled. I don't know if it is too far for you, but Tribor is bigger and offers greater opportunities. Until further notice, I will continue my task. Well, shit. That's... Guys. I have a vested interest in this town. Looks I was like not we're staying... trying to get crushed or eaten. Uh, looks like we're sticking around. So Heroes the, doing he hero things. Well, here's the thing. Okay. So, I, I think this letter is for the real Vrkovic. Because this is... Clearly, this version of Vrkovic was more interested in power, money, and stuff. That's why he was turning people against them. And Lor Laros Tuff didn't realize that. Like, he had always relied on the fixers for information, but they were never malicious. They were always just, they, they knew things. But this thing, whatever it is, was clearly, like, totally all, hey, I'm just going to fuck things up and use these resources for my own gain. Maybe he found out that shit was going bad, and that's why he started getting very erratic, which is how we were able to undo this all. But it's so we have two things here. We have a symptom, which is the giants marching away from whatever's in the crypt garden, and then we have the root cause, the crypt garden. So I think we should go burn the crypt garden. I agree. We shouldn't leave these guys undefended. So I want to figure out from the notes in this letter if there's a way that we could move to the crypt garden and intercept anyone coming from Red Larch. So what are you looking for in this letter? I'm sorry. So, okay, Red Larch is fallen. Where is Red Larch? Uh, north of Amphail. Yes, that would have actually been on the long road, the next stop. It would have been a couple more days travel, depending on if you're on foot or on horse. And you guys were starting to head towards the Crypt Garden. And it depends on how you wanted to go to the Crypt Garden, whether you needed to go to Red Larch or not. If you were going to stay on the long road, which is a slightly safer form of travel and could, could be faster, depending on what you encounter in the wild, you would have gone through Red Larch and then gone off the long road into the Crypt Garden. You could bypass, you could have bypassed Red Larch if you want to or wanted to and gone straight there. It would technically be faster as a crow flies, but it would have been totally off-roading. So uh, you guys hadn't 
gotten as far as your plans for how you were going to go after you left Amphail, but Red Larch is several days travel north of here along the long road. And the other town that's mentioned in the letter Tribor would have been many more days up north on the long road past that. You know what, guys? Let's go ahead and figure out how much time we have. And I think, Bucks, uh, come here for a moment. I want to I talk, talk this out. Okay. Bucks is Bucks very is quick to... Bucks? Bucks is very good at math. Bucks, all, I all want, Celestials are. I want you to fly north following the road towards Red Larch. Be careful. Stay hidden. As soon as you see giants, fly as fast as you can back. No hiding, just speed. Okay. He thinks for a moment about his limited knowledge of this area, and you actually kind of see a map appear in your head of this area, and you do know even for an owl, uh, for a a celestial owl like him he may be gone for more than a day depending on how much he needs to circle and look i say that's fine uh it's this is really important that we figure out how much time we have to prepare for giants because if we have a chance to if they've gone somewhere else and we have a chance to get at the crypt garden first that might be better but if they're fucking nigh then then we uh we we have to stay and deal with that. Isn't the Crypt Garden like two hundred twenty miles away though? Yes, it's still. If you were to go straight there, and it's it's a very large forest, so it's not like you know, it, it's not something you could get through in a day. Depending on what's going on in the Crypt Garden, it itself is a good couple hundred miles of well. Of here's the other area. thing: if if Buck sticks to the road more or less, then if we can do the exposition of everything tomorrow then we could say we have unfortunate news that uh, a giant attack may be on the way you guys get ready we're going to start heading that direction and maybe head them off and then bucks hopefully will be on his return leg and we can meet up with him then that that works for me assuming these lords can get their stuff together in the wake of a giant attack i, w- I would hope if that doesn't get them going i don't think anything will well and like we said we can also since it's now a time of war, maybe they just string up Asok. Maybe they do like a drumhead trial and, and get it Yeah, over. he suddenly okay moved way to the back of our problem list. Yeah, Very quickly. Yeah, he's just a jerk. But, before we do anything, we should get the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> yes! Like, furniture is super important. Bernie, All right. Bernie you know, goes to the bear rug. Bernie says, bring the rug. Let's take the rug with me on it. You can roll me up like a little... <laughs> Burrito, well, get it? I made a pun. I made you a did. pun. So Shadow puts his paws on his nose, like to, as if to block the smell of that pun. And he's not coming anywhere near that bear rug. So if someone else will pay it for you. Bully for you. I, I will. I will get it. I will take the burrito. Thank you. Bertato. Bertito. Okay. <laughs> the only other thing that you just see without doing a more thorough search is the the couple of what looks like bound journals next to in the the side cabinet next to the bed or next to the the desk. I'll try to open the cabinet. Oh, it's open. It's an oh. it's an open like that's it's just a couple of shelves and you can see like three of them sitting there. One of them is obviously one that has been used recently. It's sitting off to the side a little bit like it was just recently put there. Okay, like to read what's in the cabinet. Sure. You grab one of these, open it up. What languages do you speak? 
Okay, common, elven, goblin, draconic, sylvan, celestial, celestial, and undercommon. What? I got a skill where I got three plus lang- three extra languages. Remember yeah, that, that blessing I got? Yeah, he got a fuck ton of languages when we all got blessed. He's, our, a, he's our translator. I'm a polygot, which is an opposite of what I am in real life, which is an American. <laughs> it is ah. a good thing, actually, that you speak undercommon, because when you first open this up, it's almost gibberish, and then... Because you're expecting one of the regular languages. And oh, no, no, undercommon. Ooh, you haven't actually seen this before, even though you know how to speak it. What you're looking at is essentially a ledger. Hmm. And as you flip through it, it's a dated, it's a dated timed ledger with very short notes in what looks like kind of messy handwriting. Although the further back you go, you eventually hit a point where the handwriting turns from messy to very a very neat script and you just took a very quick browse through it it's weeks and weeks and months and months of payments of this house paying this much for this or this much being paid to this house for this when you flip kind of to the beginning of it to the ledger uh, to the more neat handwriting it's a lot of standard payments it's Almost every single house in Amphail making a monthly payment of 250 gold for what's listed as general info. And this seems to reoccur over and over and over and over again. And then the later you get in the journal, the more varied some of the entries get. You see various payments from the Passerac house for creatures that are listed. You see uh, recently a refund listed for the Passerax. You see a payment for the Passerax that just lists horse third race. You see a payment from, uh, you see the Amkarth was listed a bunch of times, although mostly it's this weird 250 gold stipend that comes up over and over and over again. And then you see Amkarthra A, 700, death. Interesting. Exactly how long ago did the sloppy writing become very neat? It looks from the dates that are listed on there, like about nine, nine and a half months ago. Interesting. And that's hey, the, uh, that jives with the time frame that, uh, that uh, Derek gave us. And do we see, or I guess I don't because I don't speak under common. Uh, Travancore, do you see mention of the Eagle Shields paying um, anything? I... I don't think she mentioned anything. I look specifically for the Eagle Shield's name. Do I see it anywhere in the book? You do a quick flip through, and in the last nine months, no. If you go back about a year, just almost to the beginning of this book, um, and it looks like the other two books are just older ledgers, you do see every once in a while that $250, uh, 250 gold piece payment. That's just info. But you don't see any other payments. Hmm. Okay. So they use the fixtures once, but otherwise they, they steer clear of them. Okay. I'm going to grab that, oh, that oh, book oh. and the other books, actually, just for my own edification. And in case we need to talk to anybody about this, we well, at least no, have no, the evidence. That's back our it. smoking gun. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm taking them so yeah, that I yeah, have them to talk to people about it. That's Well, I, I, I think when we, when we announce everything to the town, we can say we have proof, and then we don't turn it over to anyone. We just we say... It. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. It's all it's I it's safest in our hands, man. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I'm taking it. 
Well, I'm just saying we're we'll that's the plan for it. We're not just yeah. gonna, there's taking it and then there's we're gonna use it as fucking evidence to get these people to goddamn cooperate and get uh, Asok to swing. I got gotcha. you. Is there anything else you'd like to do in this room? Wait, Asok is dead. He is not. Asok M. Karthra is still alive. No, Asok probably paid somebody 750 gold to kill somebody. He put a hit on somebody. Can I tell from the ledger who, like, you put the hit on or no? It was what's it was Kara's girlfriend. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. But I wanted to see if it was actually I wanted to see if it was actually in the book. Like that's actually written. It there's no names other than the house names in the book as you flip through, although you do notice in the last couple of months. Uh, most of it, as I said, seems to be the standard info payment every once in a while, a Pasarac payment for a specific creature that's listed. You do find the basilisks on there. You don't see basically hits on people. What you see is house payment death. House payment death. It only comes up maybe half a dozen times in the whole ledger. What are the other and times? The most that recent death comes one up? being the Asok or Mkarthra A. And then the payment, death. And there's no dates with that, right? There are dates with them, yes. And does the no date for the ASOC one coincide with the attack at the races? It coincides, yes, because it happens about a week before. So it happened about a week ago, and it happened the same when Travancore, when you flip through and you find kind of the time frame before you, you guys arrived, a week before the attack happened. There's listed a couple of different payments. A couple of the houses paid this monthly stipend. You see the Passerax paying this amount for horse third race. And then you see Asok M. Carthra for what you actually see is M. Carthra A, 700 gold pieces, death. I'd like to see the other places where death is mentioned. Yeah, because what I'm saying is we can take this to as evidence, like obviously we're still holding on to it. But we can go to Laros and be like, hey, remember all those, like, deaths that happened around these? Talk to these families, because, like, here's a record of them having been involved. I, uh, I just, uh, Laros was complicit in a lot of this. So if if he's our best option for for meeting out justice blade, then I guess. But I don't know. I think back, like, how how much does Jonathan the Magimuscular based on his interactions with Laros, believe that he would be, like, the best guy to mete out justice for this? Or, or based on what we've seen here and what we've... Or should we call up Waterdeep? If we, t- if we call up Waterdeep, that'll take way too fucking long. Yeah. The other piece of it is, like, if airing all this dirty laundry puts the houses against each other, will they have time to band together to protect the town from giants? That'll be the, the second part of our presentation. It's a two-part presentation. It's the, hey, this is how y'all fucked up. And then it, the second part is, oh, by the way, we have this letter here that apparently Red Larch has been giant stomped, and we're next. Or y'all are next. Okay, did Jonathan, did you have a specific question? You yes, I want to know how that. much Jonathan the Magic Muscular trusts Laros the, uh, Laros the whatever well, the fuck his name is. How can you, like, that, that's up to you. Yeah, that's not... I don't, I, I, Jonathan the actual player does not, but I don't know if Jonathan the Magic Muscular would. Both of you know the same things. You guys didn't roll any insight checks on him when you were interacting with him in any way. Carlton asked um, Travancore to flip through the book to look for death to see if there were any other what what you surmise at this point were actually 
hits put out on somebody by a house in town or by people in town. You find uh, five total instances in the book of what's listed as death with a payment from a house. Three of them are from Amkarthra, although only um, one of them is listed as a Amkarthra. The other two are just listed as Amkarthra. Okay. One is listed from Royball, and one is listed from Festic. Okay. Are they are they all from the last nine months, or are they just or they they go back before that? They are all from the last nine months. Okay, I guess he's probably all right then. Because like he was just buying information; he wasn't ordering hits. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. He didn't. He participated in like whoever sent this letter believed that the fixers here were still the information fixers, not yeah. the killy fixers. Actually, uh, roll an investigation check. There's no date on the letter. So you don't you don't necessarily know that. Shit, oh. so we don't know how soon the giants are coming. Yeah, that's actually a really good point. They could be here tomorrow. They're giants. But we should still get the furniture sky. first. Another 21. Travancore hands you the letter for you to kind of look over it. There's an odor coming off of it. And by looking at kind of this double bit of, of ink, it's obvious that the letter itself was treated with something in order to make the invisible ink become visible. And because there's still an odor, you think that the letter, you don't know when the letter actually arrived, but you suspect it was treated within the last 24 hours. Okay, so it's, no, what, what I'm saying is whoever sent this letter may not have realized that Vakovic had been replaced. Because he's talking about, like, your plans for this town must, oh, may, okay, maybe, maybe this is another uh, doppelganger. Because he's, I guess I, I mistook the, your plans have to wait for altruistic intentions. Like, oh, your plans have to wait because of things. No, the plans have to wait because fucking giants are coming. So, okay, so Red Lart is, is how many days walk from, from Amphail? I'm, I'm remembering my, uh, my last of the Mohicans. And the British army could march from, f- could march 15 miles in a, in a day and a half. Yeah, because they could be here the day after tomorrow. Think about that. That's an entire army moving. I can, I can run twenty six miles in five hours, which means I can walk twenty six miles in in about like ten hours, eight, right? Well, and, and not even ten, like eight, nine. So, like, really, what you have to think when you think of an army, think about moving an entire army. Right. The no, British that's a good army point. Being there is indicative of they can only cover fifteen miles a day and a half because that means. It's not the first man arriving, it's the last man in the line. Right, they're all, they're having to pick up and break down camp, whereas these giants may not have to do that, and they're walking on giant's legs. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is actually a hundred, about 110 miles on the long road from Amphil. Okay, Jonathan the Match Muscular is gonna, is gonna sit down, uh, go cross-legged, put his arms together like he's the Avatar meditating, and go enter his mind palace and try and do calculations. How fast a giant walks? And so it's a it's a word problem here. How fast a giant walks? How how the distance between here and Red Larch, and how long it might take a group of giants to uh, to cover that distance? Assuming twelve hour day walking. So. If they've got a purpose? In your mind palace, you picture this this bit of calculus that you want to do. And unfortunately, at the moment, you're missing a few variables. Giant can mean a lot of things. 
there are a variety of giants, and some are larger than others. So you're a little unsure of what size giant then we're talking let's about? set ourselves some parameters. I was going to say, can I do a history check to kind of remember, like, what giants will be closest to the area of Red Larch? Sure. Also, why don't we just assume what if Jonathan the Magic Mustard can remember everything, he remembers the biggest giant he knows of and the smallest giant he knows of, and how fast each of those walk. And we can give ourselves So we a can get a range, yeah. yeah. I got a nine on history. Giants are big. Giants are huge. You, uh, Carlton, you do know, you do remember there used to be giants in the area of the Sword uh, Mountains and maybe some of the Desarian Hills. It, they didn't come down from the mountains very often. In fact, you never saw them and you'd only heard about them as, a, as an occasional thing. You don't know what kind of giants they are and... You remember hearing stories of there's a reason they didn't come this far, but you don't know why. Like there was some, there was something. There's a reason that they stayed where they were, and they, you guys weren't really bothered outside the crypt garden. Bernie from inside her bear rug burrito is going to roll a history check. Sure, she got also got an eleven. Okay, uh, so what what kind of history are you? thinking about what are you trying what to does come bernie up with? know about giants <laughs> except for that everybody is giant compared to her <laughs> bernie's like well you're all fucking huge you're your giant people but these are giant giants so the entomology giant not the figurative giant there's a range you know of five or six different varieties of giant you're pretty sure it's probably not frost giants for the obvious reason that it doesn't get that cold but you you think it could be i mean there's five or six other versions of giants and you you never really studied giants because why would a gnome encounter giants that seems silly however a person and yet, traveling here we are and yet person traveling traveling yeah that person traveling myself like, who study these maps, might be able to do a history check and get some more information, so I'd like to try one of those. Sure. From your studies of this area before you, you took to the ocean to come to Faerun. Oh, God. Natural 20. Yes! So, 20, 22. <laughs> okay. Drink, if you haven't already. Yo, Travancore whips out his, uh... Um, history dick. No, no. What is the guidebook? <laughs> that guidebook that's like oh, the traveler's the, guide too. The, yeah. the, the junior woodchuck's guidebook. He he ripped your he pocket whipped, guide. He rips. He whips out his pocket guide to Faerun and just is like, oh, guys, I've got it right here. Giants. <laughs> All right. With a natural twenty, Travancore, you were keen on making sure you knew about any of the major threats in and around some of the areas that you'd been in, or that you might end up in and certainly centered on the the major roadways between Waterdeep up towards Neverwinter and Baldur's Gate down into the swamps and then out east and you had studied a bit of the long road because that's one of the major travel points giants didn't come up too often it wasn't something that anyone really had encountered unless you went way out into the middle of nowhere. You do remember hearing about some roving bands of either stone or hill giants in this general area. You don't have terrible specifics, 
from your knowledge of reading about this area, both those groups of giants, you're not talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. You're talking about a clan or a band of maybe at most 30 or 40 because they're giants and they're going to take up a lot of space and there's not going to be that many. Of all of the threats you remember reading about to be prepared for, giants weren't necessarily one of them. Because there seemed, at least in Faerun, to be a lot more active dragon activity, and the dragons and the giants hate each other and will kill each other on sight. Interesting. Thank you, Thontorvac? Oh, I got my pager, but I don't want to use it just yet. <laughs> no, no, I'm just saying that since there was a blue dragon operating in the area, that kept them out of the general area. That's true. That's true. We have to worry about giants, at least in, in Greenest. But uh, here that, that's what I'm saying. If they, if yeah. like, if even we were able to find out there was a fucking blue dragon, the giants are like, "Holy fuck! There's a blue dragon around. Let's not go there." Okay, so uh, what do I need to figure out for a giant's land for a hill giant or stone giant's land speed? Um, I'll say between Travancore's amazing history role and your general nature, you do know that hill giants are. They average around 16 feet tall. Stone giants average around 18 feet tall. They're only a little bit taller. So you can kind of do an average of, let's say, 17 feet. They move pretty fast. You you do know that both stone and hill giants, they, they, it's not that they're quick. It, it is that they're just really large. Stone giants are, they're too intelligent to wander around too much and hill giants are really friggin stupid <laughs> so you do kind of the mental math and yeah if this letter had arrived within the last 24 hours that meant it was probably sent at least a couple of days ago either of those giants at their normal speed without really hurrying could have made it to Amphail by now so either there's something there's something else maybe going on or the hill it's hill giants and they're too stupid to follow a road or it's stone giants and they really aren't that interested in Amphail or something else is going on but if you do know those speed of giants if they wanted to make it from red larch to Amphail in the time frame you think that they had they could have easily come here by now okay uh so i un i un avatar meditate and say, <laughs> well, by my calculations, they should have been here already, so something else is up. But hopefully, uh, scouting mission flight beta will, will be successful, aka my good buddy Bucks, um, and, and will may tell us more. I think for right now, though, let's focus on, on cleaning up business here as much as possible. That means getting this shit into the pocket house and then going upstairs to the town square and spilling some fucking tea. Am I right? And I hold out my hand to, uh, to, to, uh, to Bernie to high five. Bernie's the... wrapped in a bear rug. I, I feel the bear rug to see if I get a little bump back. <laughs> you feel a really, you hear her go... Right. Okay. Well, we'll do that when we get to the pocket house. <laughs> and then she fist bumps you, and she goes, "Carry on." And by that <laughs> I mean, carry me in my burrito. <laughs> <laughs>
yes, um, yes, um, your your bur- your burrito goes goes now. And Bernie's been literally off. physically laying down this whole time. Can we count it as a rest? <laughs> Just so she can I'll get some say, spell slots back. It's not a long rest, but for you, it has been a short rest since you've been basically doing nothing. Is there anything else you'd like to do in this room? You've basically walked in, grabbed a letter off the table, grabbed a couple books out of the bookshelf, and that's it. No, I think um, we're done. Is there yeah, anything I wanna, else? Well, well, while Jonathan was doing his mind calculus, I wanted to retreat into my mind and try to recall some memories of my child and my mother taking me into the Crypt Garden to see if I could remember what may have kept the giants away in particular. Sure, go ahead and roll a history check. Since she told me about the forest and stuff. But it's been a while. I drank a lot. Memory's not so good. Memory is not very good with a six. You only ever remember the Crypt Garden being a warm and welcoming place. You only, like, you don't, none of the stories come to mind, or if they're, you know, if she even told you any stories, you remember the worst memory you have is entering there with your mother fleeing as she was getting killed. But you remember the Crypt Garden as being this lovely forest full of home to you. Okay. So you, you're you not quite sure what would scare a giant away. Okay. It's, there's lots of years of hard drinking in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else in here? Anyone want to search the desk? Search yes. The, search all search the things. Search the room. Birdie thought of a thing. Okay. I, I loosen the rug a little bit so we can hear a little bit better. What, wouldn't a dragon scare a giant away? Go ahead and roll an intelligence check, I mean, but... like, what do you mean? No, fuck no! I'm sorry, you just told us all this stuff about the only things that don't like dragons, that scare giants. Like, giants don't like dragons. If a gi- if yeah, our so... blue dragon is keeping a giant out, wouldn't the same... If giants are running away, if you, we can't figure... How can we not figure out what would scare a giant away? It's a dragon. Well, you know, Travancore knows from his research that because of the the dragons, that there's more dragons uh, in Faerun than in many other places, and they're mortal enemies with giants, that he didn't share all they would pretty much us? kill each other on sight, but, you know, that might not be the only thing that is making the giants run. Trust the dice. I'll also, I'll also accept a nature check on either giants and or dragons if you want to know it's all no she's not good at any of that shit uh these are huge creatures and anything that could scare one of the either the giants or the dragons have got to be another huge creature or something just as scary as a huge creature i got a 20 on my check on on uh on dragons or on giants sorry sorry giants on the nature of giants yes actually i got a 25 but you know (laughs) on specifically what would scare them yeah or Okay. Well, yes, giants, and they're scared of dragons because they're mortal enemies, but it wouldn't be a runaway thing. It would it would be a fight to the death, usually. Although, if this dragon was something fearsome enough to kill the clan leader or slaughter enough of them, some of them would probably flee uh, in either terror and or in self-preservation. They're, even hill giants are smart enough to know when they're about to get slaughtered. Other things, they're, they're a bunch of large creatures that would be uh, worrisome to them. Hydras, definitely any of the, the larger monstrosities, but you don't know of any of those around in this area. 
some of the giants would be terrified of disease. They are, they're not immortal, and they're not immune to picking up anything from the common cold to some horrible form of blight. And certainly some of those giants, especially the lesser intelligent ones that don't understand quite so much the how good being clean is, uh, disease would be troublesome, and magic to some of them would be terrifying. So a, a very magical really? creature... Or, but something, you say that, but we're not talking fireballs and explosions. We're talking about being charmed, being dominated, being magic of illusion and of the mind. Something that would make a giant lose themselves, their senses, or their control of themselves. You, you do know, in general, that's not something they, I mean, nobody likes that, but that's something they especially are <sighs> worries about. Dang it, I wish I hadn't skipped those classes in magic college. Bernie would like to <laughs> Bernie would like to roll to see if she knows how much snot comes out of a giant's nose when it has a cold. Sure, go ahead and roll a medicine check. The burning questions of our day. 18 plus 3, 21. Bernie knows a lot about snot. Uh, yeah. Oh, jeez. I mean, you know that the the poop of a giant is huge. And that probably only happens once a day, once every other day. A giant that is sick, that is blowing its nose and coughing up, you know, all the, the fun phlegm that any being gets when they're sick. Oh, there's gallons. We're probably in the gallons. I just like to say that this is twice now that I've wasted really good rolls on not very good goofs, and I apologize for that. <laughs> oh, you mean like a critical hit against the door? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we <laughs> broke down a door. I poked, Don't feel too bad. I delicately poked an eyeball, and I know how much a giant... Po I don't know anything about giants, but man, can I logic out their poops? Their bowel movements and how much snot. Eight pounds of poop in general, and probably about five or six gallons worth of snot on a daily basis. And I just say from my rug, I really hope they don't have colds, guys. Or the shits. Colds or the shits. Okay, anything else in this room that you would like to examine, check out? Yeah, go through the desk and all the. try to find like any hidden compartments where he would hide gold in his bedroom or something like that. Roll some investigation checks. Nope, I am now really interested in giant poop and giant snot with a roll of three. <laughs> Bernie's got all the fun facts. So many fun facts. Carlton goes walking up to the desk, which does have some some drawers in it. Um, there's the, the kept bed over on the right-hand side. There's a couple of walls that, that seem to be bare. Um, you look around and you kind of mutter under your breath about how, you know, this is just, we should be looking for stuff. And then Bernie starts talking about poop and snot. And you are so distracted by the idea of a being making larger poops than you that you basically look at the top of the desk and go, nope, nothing here. I try to, like, gauge out whether or not the damage I did to the bathroom amounted to at least eight and a half pounds of poop, and whether or not I had no. more poop than a giant in that one instant. Nope. All right. You, you maybe had enough poop for one eighth of a giant. So, okay. okay, the whole point is, how long would it take giants to walk here? 
Well, it depends on how constipated they are. Oh, that's right, that's right. No, we... Okay, this went so fucking far off the rails, I forgot we determined that. Let's get to the fucking fucking house. A few few things I'm going to remind you all of. First off, you closed the pocket house, and you will not be able to reopen it until tonight. So at the moment... I th- Travancore, I think you're the one with the 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 nut. Actually, I think Bernie has it. Bernie yeah, has I think it. maybe Bernie has it. Whoever has it, you guys closed it before you left this morning. You had activated it um the evening before, and so it takes 24 hours before you from activation till the next time. So you actually can't activate it again until tonight. Where do, let, let me question a dead body. Yeah, let's just Bernie do that. Wants to question let's do that now. Um, do you uh, have? While she's doing that, I'm going to grab that other snail shell and bring it in here. Let's. Uh, do we? Did we want to do? In. Did we determine if Zone of Truth would keep the ghost from lying? You did not. You did not determine that. I should clarify. All right. We determined we could cast both, but whether or not it would be active. Would okay. Work. While they're doing that, I'm gonna start getting some, all the all the loots to this main room with the furniture. So I'm gonna go grab the snail shells, the clothing. The tapestries, the arts. I instruct Shadow to help where possible. Okay. Thanks, Bear Buddy. Okay. Uh, You're doing Speak with Dead? So I've got Speak with Dead here, so I will. You grant the semblance of life and intelligence to a corpse of your choice within range, allowing it to answer the questions you pose. The corpse must still have a mouth and can't be undead. The spell fails if the corpse is the target of the spell within the last 10 days. Until the spell ends, you can ask the corpse up to five questions. And then there's some stuff. Bernie, since you're the one who would know Speak With Dead and you're the one who would do Zone of Truth, I would love for you to roll, roll a wisdom check. Really shitty when you're doing like 19. Okay. You're unsure, but because Speak With Dead doesn't actually reanimate anything, because it it doesn't even actually really pull a spirit back, as it were, you're basically giving a corpse the ability to speak. You're giving it, as it says, the semblance of life and intelligence. Now, whether a corpse is a creature is interesting. And so you're not sure if it would work. There is also the fact that even if it does work, the corpse would get a a, a chance at a saving throw. It's uh, Bernie, it's your spell, so I would say it's your call if you want to give it a shot. Yeah, you know the spell doesn't return the creature's soul to its body, only its animating spirit. So whether whether Zone of Truth would work on it, you're unsure. Bernie's going to cast the Zone of Truth, and we're going to do it like we did the other guy. Okay. I'm going to come over with Bernie, and uh, let's do this. So you have both a second level and a third level spell yes, available? Spell slot? Right. Okay. okay uh, let's, let's work out real quick what we want to ask this thing. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? What? Well, we kind of already okay. know its purpose. Okay, uh, everybody's gonna back up so I can plant a zone of truth. This letter. Okay, here are the questions that I have so far. Who are you? Where are you from? Who sent you this letter? What are your plans for this town? Okay, you put down zone of truth. You take a moment and cast speak with dead. And for a very long moment, everything is silent and still. And then you see the chest of this creature. <sighs> And the eyes, which were lidless, 
And so had just been kind of staring into nothing, slowly look at you, and you hear this creature say, What do you ask of me? Hi there. How are you? I I mean, obviously not. Not doing well. That's certain. Um... We should test if the yeah we should test if the zone works. A litmus test. You don't have to test, Bernie. You know, I, I think zone of truth means you know immediately whether it works or not, right? He has to do a charisma saving throw if it's going to work on him. I imagined you would do the saving throw as a way of showing you it would know whether each creature succeeds or fails on its saving throw. You as this creature as this uh, corpse turns to you and and says what it did. You wait for the ping from Zone of Truth, and you feel no ping. Okay, it doesn't work on him. That's fine. Well, shit. All right, that's fine. What's your name, sir? My name was Katharkok. Katharkok. Can you enunciate? <laughs> we didn't slit your throat. You have all your vocal cords. And by we, I mean definitely not me, and definitely not this person right here. We is the general term. Gnomes have funny pronouns. Carthok, Catharthok, uh, where? I thought. What? What was it? Catharkok. Catharkok. What was the name okay. that he was going Ka- by? I don't remember. It being uh, v- he was going by Vukovic, but you asked him what his name was, and what he says is Catharkok. That's a lovely name. Where are you from? The moon, maybe. I was originally created in the underdark, but this is my home now. We have there we do uh is the real vukovic alive it looks at jonathan and it looks back at you bernie oh sorry is the real vukovic alive no he needed to be disposed of if i was going to take his place oh so is that how that works do they have to die in order for you to look like them or could you just like be like Ooh, ooh! can you do the bear <laughs> like which, which question are you asking because you you've asked three questions and oh yeah that's three and, questions i didn't see that i'm so there have been sorry th- you've asked what's you've asked what's his name where is he from and is vukovic oh alive? shit i didn't know so we had three questions either i didn't know we Fuck. had three questions you have five you have five questions you can ask okay him all right you've asked three okay. okay okay so huddle up huddle up, huddle up. so we have two more questions I, uh, the ones I had written down are who sent you this letter and what are your plans for the town? What are your plans for the town could include the letter. And who sent you could be like a larger, like, because the letter may be sent by someone else, but like plans for the town probably might answer who sent the letter. Okay, let's ask that question first. Let's hold the letter up and like shake it at him and say, what are your plans for this town? Okay, yeah, I what hand you the letter. What are your plans for this town? That's my Batman voice. The corpse takes a deep breath and says, My plans are fruitless. You have scattered them to the nine hells. Okay, so point, point, not a question, just a point that just because they're fruitless doesn't mean they don't exist. What what are they? Imagine, imagine if you would, they are not fruitless. Think big, juicy watermelon. And and and, and he poke. I poke. Or Jonathan Magimuk reminds Bernie not to ask another question 
It's not a question. It's just an, it's just a, he, he, it's not a question. It's just a, a counterpoint to keep answering this question. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Oh, shit. Wait, no, I'm good at that because I'm a charlatan. Do it. <laughs> Fucking do it. I'm good at that. I don't know what I, hold on. There's, oh, I get a, I get a, a pretty good bonus on this. 16. Not so Woo! bad. When it comes to corpses, I'm quite charming. Okay. It regards you for a moment and is quiet. And then it says, This was to be my domain. This was to be my home. But now it is just my grave. Yeah, fair point. Okay. So at this point, and I, I, huddle, I huddle away. And I'm like, all right, so do we want to know who sent the letter or do we want to know who sent him? It sounds like they just, something just unleashed him to cause chaos. So here's my thought on this. If this was to be his, okay, so there's there's two, there's like, there's the, the chaotic, like, oh, he's just being unleashed. But if that was to be his domain, are we, and like, yeah, letter. Let's just go with the letter because it's more germane to what we're doing right now. And I don't want to wheedle out some kind of existential issue of the Underdark because I don't really want to end up there in the next five <laughs> episodes. I'll say this, Jonathan, with your role from before and your knowledge of shape changers and doppelgangers in general, you do know that they they are they're greedy and they are swindlers and they are materialistic and they delight in not just the acquiring of knowledge and secrets but in the deception itself they are masters of becoming someone else and that being able to fool the ones you that loved that person is half of their pleasure so shit i get that everybody likes doing that right bernie's like yes no? Yeah. Okay, fine. This is a little, this is slightly more evil. Okay, so, so, like, asking why he's here, that, that pretty much answers that, more or less. Yeah, think. I think who sent the letter. You, you don't know for sure, but you do know that just the opportunity to come in and cause chaos and learn and adapt and take over lives, it could be enough for this creature. You know, okay. everybody has a has a different thing that fulfills them. We're not here to kink shame, no. No, no, we're definitely actually yes, we are. Hold on, he killed someone. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, okay. Multiple someone's. I'm sorry. He almost killed us. Almost us. I'll save the second eyeball poke for later. I'm just gonna hold the letter up and say, "Who sent you this? This letter right here. The person reading this letter. Who sent? Who sent it? Thomas, one of my assassins." I sent him to investigate possible contacts with the Thieves Guild in Red Larch. Interesting. Okay. His so name not... is Thomas, and your name is... <laughs> well, he, Thomas is a real person. <laughs> At this point, you see his eyes drift off of your face, and the breath escapes in a... <gasps> and the body goes limp again as you have asked your five questions. Okay. All right. I think that, so there's not a doppelganger conspiracy here. He was just, it, this is just his game. 
So, all right. I think we've got this. We've got this? Yeah. Okay. What do we want to do with that? We got to take the body with us. Right. We'll, we'll, well, yeah. We can actually, we can leave the body here because no one's coming down here. Wait, uh, we you can don't bar know the, that. Well, we can bar the door. Where's the <sighs> tunnel? Wasn't there a tunnel? Okay, we'll leave him. We haven't found the other tunnel. If we oh, found that's the tunnel, right. We can't guarantee. Okay. But the only place you've really looked was back where the flail snail bodies were. Although Carlton has now brought their shells into this room, and it's starting to stink a little bit. Okay, oh, let's Carlton. do this. When we open up the pocket house, they're shiny. Let's put those on the landing pad farthest away from the house. The the snails and the bodies and the body, and then we'll. We'll save those for last while we move everything else in. It is um, mid-morning at this point, or, you know, around there. You guys entered oh. this lair in, in the morning, and you can't open the pocket house until this evening. Do we want to spill tea now? Well, let's keep looking for the, let's search, like, very diligently for that tunnel. Okay, yes, let's do I that. Agree. Yeah, because we won't have an escape plan in case these lords aren't amenable to our, uh, our, what we have to say to them. So, investigate or percept? Well, where are you going to look, and are you specifically looking for secret tunnels doors that kind of thing yes we are looking for wherever they brought in the the basilisks and other creatures okay where would you like to look and who's doing the looking and it would be an investigation check since you're you're basically if you're looking specifically for a hidden door or tunnel or entrance way you guys are going to be investigating the walls and so tell me tell me what room you would like to investigate did you in. say there was a fireplace in this room oh yeah why don't you look there jonathan the magic muscular is going to look in the in the snail room yeah, I want to look at the fireplace. Because if Scooby-Doo taught me anything... Carlton, go ahead and roll an investigation check looking in... Basically in this back room. I'll, I'll say the whole room, but that you're starting with the fireplace. Seven. It's a fireplace. Bernie, got a six. Uh, Bernie comes in over and says, yep, that's a fireplace. Hey, hey. What did a bear rug look good in front of this? I'll check this uh, side room where... Uh... So up outside of that room and to the right of the map, I guess it's hard to describe to okay. our listeners, but a uh, different the, room. The room where you had, where you found Bernie's shield. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll check okay. that room. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. 12. Don't find anything. You kind of search along the walls. Carlton at this point has kind of cleaned this place out. It had the rack of clothing. It had the, the tiny little chest you guys couldn't open. It had the two large rugs a and Bernie's shield, which she now has on. Um, And so it's pretty empty and you kind of search all the walls don't find anything jonathan the magimuscular searches the snail room to the two or investigates the snail room to the tune of 17 okay you do a thorough search of the walls here there's nothing else in this room except for those um artisan tools that were obviously being used to harvest whatever the snails were laying down and turning into glass the walls are a little slimy it's a little gross but you don't find any secret entrance exit anywhere all right he's gonna move on and try this room right here 19 yeah you do a thorough uh, this is a tiny little room all it's got in is a couple chairs uh and the table and that's where the keys were and with the exception of the two doors you know about you don't find anything else this room well well jonathan's doing that travancore is going to check the room the shadows and now the hallway between the room that i was just in and the room where the fight happened i'm double i'm still checking the room where the fight happened with a 15 Okay, uh, so Carlton, you already checked this room. Oh, I only checked the fireplace, but there's still another wall and stuff like that. Oh no, your your check included the whole room, oh, as okay. I said. Like you started right. with the fireplace. Gotcha. All right, then never mind. And as far as you know, there's nothing in this room, Travancore. I'm assuming that you're not actually standing on top of the glyph that's in the middle of this hallway. I am not. 
That okay. was foolish of me. I rolled a 16. Okay. The walls here, the vast majority of the walls are that weird trap wall that's being used for the glyph that's on the floor. Those, there really isn't anything that you can find. You check further down the hallway where the smooth part of the stone is. You don't find anything. Have we checked his office? Did we check his office? No one has checked his office as far as I know. I got an eight. Okay. You start to move some of the furniture to try to get at some of the walls. The The bed moves relatively easily. This isn't nicer furniture. You go to move the desk. It's a little more heavy. You do find that uh, as you move the desk, the drawers pop open. And you do actually find in one of the drawers a a pouch containing some gold. You open it up. It's, it's a small leather pouch. It contains uh, 52 gold pieces in it. Don't find anything else. And then I walk back out. Nothing in here. Should have asked it where it brought in the animals. Yeah. Can't we not recast the spell and ask five more questions? No. no. You have to wait a week. Uh, you have to wait a week. Yep. He'll be he'll pretty smell bad right by then. by then. Yeah. Oh, wait. Do we have gentle repose? Even if he decomposes, you can still cast the spell in a week. He just needs to have a mouth. That's all. But, you know, whether you want to stand over a dead body is up to you. Uh, I rolled a natural 20, so a 21 in the office for secret doors. Okay. You come into this room as Bernie is leaving, watch her go over to the, the corpse and poke it despondently, um, and then get more happy as she's poking a corpse. You come walking into the room. She's moved everything away from the wall. She's moved the bed. She's moved the desk. All the drawers are now open. And, and so you've got a very good view of the walls. And as you feel around the south wall, Something sets you off a little bit, and you're like, oh, there's a breeze coming from here. Huzzah! You do actually find a secret door. Do 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 do. Hey, Bernie, I thought you said there wasn't anything in here. There was when I looked. But you feel the seam, and you can feel the, the air coming from it. All right. Uh, I try to open this. I will. Wait, wait. Before I try to open it. I will check it for traps. There you go. What? I Hold on. No, Carlton doesn't learn things. I don't believe this. <laughs> Give me an investigation check specifically looking for traps. Basically, After what being you... hit by three traps in the same areas, I think he could, you know, if you put your hand on the hot stove enough times, you stop putting your hand on the hot stove. <laughs> because fire hot. Uh, 18 for traps. Does not seem to be trapped. And in fact, as you've, you... So the stonework here, the only reason you kind of found this is because you can feel the air coming from some of the seams and you found the seams on the door. It's not trapped. And in fact, oh, that's where you have to press in and the door opens. The wall actually swings. Once you unlock it in the by pressing in the correct spot, the, the wall actually swings open like a door. And you can see that the the stonework here is a false facade and it just swings open. And you see a dark hallway. Cool. Uh, and then so I say, hey, guys, I found the thing. Shadow and I will follow right behind. I will her. go down the thing and see what I can see down the other thing, which okay. by things, I mean, hallway and other hallway. Okay, you actually, so you go down a few feet, make this turn, and you see a room, a a small room, 
that just has a few things in it, uh, not very much. You see a large wooden chest. This is uh, the, so the one that you found before was kind of this pocket-sized one. It was only a foot Ooh. by foot by foot. This seems like a, a regular-sized chest. You see leaning up against the chest um, a large brown leather satchel. Uh, it's one of those kind of shoulder satchels that's got a a flap over it <gasps> and on a shelf on the side of uh, on the left wall on the south wall you can see uh there's wooden shelves kind of along all three of these walls only one of them has anything it's got a rack sitting on one of the the shelves that has two vials in it that do seem to be a familiar looking potion of healing type vial and a large wooden box it's about a three foot long wooden box with what looks like the carving of a feather on top of it what to look at first i'm gonna look at the bag what's in the bag okay you open up the bag reach inside look inside you don't see anything you reach in kind of feeling around it's it's one of those large as i said messenger bags it's it's like three feet deep and kind of you reach in feeling around for it uh travancore you're in here with carlton yeah i'd like to while he's doing that i'll check the uh the box for traps Okay, before you do that, Bernie, Travancore, you notice as Carlton reaches into this this large leather bag, feeling around, looking to see if there's anything in it, because it's, it's one of those, it's got the flap on the top. You do notice his arm goes in a really long way. Yay! Like, longer than it should. Oh my god, I want to get in the bag. Pocket bag. You want to get in the bag? I, I put Bernie in the bag. No, Bernie's gonna get in the bag and hop around like potato. Okay, Bernie, um, what's your constitution? Oh, shit. Like, what's your constitution score? I was about to say, don't do that. <laughs> you can say don't do that. Bernie's saying I want to get in the bag. Uh, actually, I don't think I'm in the room, so I can't. Yeah, you're not. You're all the way up in the other room. Yeah, sorry. It is a 14. Carlton, Bernie says, I want in the bag. And you're like, yes, let's do this. And pull open the flap and Bernie, you jump on in. I mean, the bag... It's a relatively large bag. It's got a mouth that's a few feet wide, and you very easily slip on into it, and there is darkness. Oh. It is just pitch black. You don't even see anything with your dark vision. This is how Bernie dies. In a bag. Actually, I think you might be okay if Carlton does a specific thing. <laughs> Jumping in the bag with no survivors. It's stuffy, but... You seem to be okay for the moment. How do I get out of the bag? Roll an intelligence check. You know I'm not good at that. <laughs> you shouldn't keep asking me questions that require intelligence. Got a 10. You've never been in a bag like this before. You're not exactly sure how to get out. I put the bag around my, like, shoulders, uh, so that the messenger's th- part where the bag is is across my back. I'm like, hey, Bernie, it's just like the old days. Not exactly, friend. We might have a problem. <laughs> Bernie. Bernie, you don't hear anything. It is pitch black. It is quiet. It would almost be kind of calm if it was Jonathan walks in and is like, where's Bernie? Oh, she's in the bag. And I'm like, what? I go, I open up the flap, and I reach in, and I think, Bernie. And I try and grab a Bernie out of the bag. Okay, roll an intelligence check. Well, at least he's supposed to be good at this. Okay. Your instincts are correct. It does seem to be some kind of bag of holding. So you think, you picture Bernie in your mind as you reach into this bag, and then Bernie, you feel a hand on your shoulder. What? 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 
Jonathan, if you would like, I I'll take a strength check to pull Bernie out of the bag since she's unless Bernie, you would like to do anything once you feel a hand on I your would shoulder. I like to grab onto the hand. Okay. She grabs on uh, Jonathan, you feel her grab on and you pull her out of the bag. It's a, it's a little weird because you're pulling her up and out of this bag that shouldn't be possible. It's it's a true magic trick. Um, Shadow <laughs> walks on over to like sniff at the bag and then look at Bernie and then sniff at the bag some more. Ta da! Ta-da! <laughs> hey guys, that bag again, is like again. that bag is really big. It's like really big and dark. I see. I see Jonathan do that with Bernie, and I go bunny, and I reach into the bag. And so you're thinking, you're picturing a bunny in your hands. Yes. Okay. You don't feel anything. Oh. Well, that's interesting. I've never known anyone to actually walk into a bag of holding, but great! The scholars will love this one. We'll talk later. I don't know. It was a bag, and I'm small, and she said his hand went in three feet, and I thought, I'm a little over three feet tall. And that was all. That was it. That was the extent. The second she said it was a big bag, I thought, Bernie's going in. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this later. And I make a mental note to, to submit a letter to the, to the Neverwinter Academy of the Arcane Arts about living creatures entering and successfully exiting a bag of holding. Well, in a moment, if you would like to investigate this bag of holding, you can. But Travancore, I hear you asking questions. Yeah, I, I got a seventeen on my investigate my my check for traps on the on the box I'm about to open. Oh, on the the wooden box that's on the shelf. Yeah, yeah, or the chest. It does. Well, you said it was on the shelf, so I'll include the whole shelf. So it's the the wooden box with the feather engraved into the the top, and also the two what look like potions of healing. Nothing seems to be trapped on the shelf. I'm gonna open the box. The box clicks open, almost magnetic-like, and you, as I said, it's fairly large. It's almost three foot long. It angles open, and you see that there's a wooden feather inside. It's exquisitely carved. It, it almost looks real, except it is this kind of light wood, and it's just lying in this, on a, a velvet pad inside of this wood box i'd like to do a check to see if i know anything about this thing that i'm looking at <laughs> okay what are you trying to ascertain specifically uh what it is what the origins of it are what the possible uses would be typical spelling bee questions give me a history check oh history of major college i would say <laughs> of all the people on this podcast i know the second most about history depends on whose history well that's true so i rolled an 11 you're not terribly sure what this is it's got a. You get the sense that it's got to be more than just a really fancy-looking wooden feather, considering the context of where you found it. But nothing comes to mind. Bummer. Well, I guess I can close it, take the box, and then keep it with me. And then when the the uh, pocket house opens up, I'll I'll just put it in there. You want to put it in the bag? I don't know. What if it breaks in the bag? Here's the bag of holding. I didn't right? break I... in the bag. I didn't break. Yeah, in she the didn't bag. break in the bag. Jonathan, did you want to examine the bag officially, or did uh, you? Sure. I'll. I'll. Uh, that's a arcana. Or investigation. Give me an Arcana check. Actually, for Arcana and that, it is the same. I believe that is a 17 for either of them. Okay. Yeah, it's a bag of holding. You do know, you know some specifics about, in general, bag of holdings. Uh, how much they can hold, what's going, 
uh, what can fit into them. And you do know that you can actually put living creatures uh, into them. Breathing creatures inside the bag can survive for a number of minutes before they begin to suffocate. You're not exactly sure how long they can survive in there, but you do know it is possible for a limited amount of time to survive in a bag of holding. However, once you are in the bag of holding, there's no way to get out except someone else pulling you out. Right. And uh, and I've just never personally known or read about someone entering one. No, but you do know that in general this can happen. It was just super easy because Bernie is small and the bag is big. Okay, I guess I'll put my uh, my thing in the bag. It should be safe in there. Right, Jonathan? Yeah, it'll be fine. As long as we don't lose the bag. I throw the entire... Not throw, but I pl- carefully place the uh, three-foot long box into the into the bag of holding. Okay. You put it in there, release it, uh, and it's weird. Like, when you let go, it, it you feel like you just place it into the bag, but if you then look inside the physical bag, it's just nothing. You see nothing. This must be something akin to the pocket dimension technology slash magic that we have. A little bit, yes. It is okay. It is definitely related. Well, that's cool. I think at this point, like, is there another exit like here? Like another way outside? Cause we well, we saw this big ass chest open up. Oh. And the and the potions. There were, oh, you have the potions, I guess. Is there, there's, chest there's two too? potions on the shelves. I'm going to check the chest for traps. Sure. Five. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, now that I'm in the room, I'm going to investigate it for traps. Okay. Uh, 21. You don't find any traps. No trap. I open it. It is locked. Hey, wasn't somebody bragging about being good with thieves tools? We don't have any thieves tools. That's the problem. That was, Shit. That was in a different universe. How big is this? Uh, well, you're proficient. You just don't own them. Uh, how big is the chest? This seems to be a larger, um, kind of a classic heirloom-style chest. Will it fit in the bag? <laughs> you don't know. You can try. I will try, like, taking the short end. I'm going to, like, open the bag. I'm going to try to scooch it into the bag. Uh, unfortunately, the circumference of the bag is, it's probably about three and a half, four feet at most. The chest is bigger than that. All right, and fine. you, you do gonna... find one of the failings of a bag of holding is it has to fit in the front entrance. I will drag the chest to the... We're going to just call that the killing room. Uh, I'm going to drag it back to the killing room, uh, where all of the other art, furniture, snail shells is currently waiting to be processed. All right. Did we ever find the tunnel? We can also call it the white zone because it's for loading and unloading only. There's no parking in the red zone. No, Bernie, to answer your question, you did not find the tunnel that you were told about. And Jonathan, what do these do? And I hold up the two potions. Uh, I narrow my eyes at them. Okay. Does that mean you're rolling a check? Or does that yes. mean you're just I'm assuming that means. squinting? Womp, womp, womp. Okay, so a, if they are arcana, or actually for either one, uh, one's a 25 and the other is a 14. You mean one, one bottle and the other bottle? Yes. Or, okay. Oh, yeah, that one, absolutely, that, that is a potion of healing. The other, probably. I mean, it looks like the exact same thing, just a basic potion of healing. Okay. Okay, anything else you want to do down here or at this point where you guys going to be No, I think uh, I think we're going to, I think the plan for next time is to spill the tea. Well, Jonathan, did you did you check the killing room? I checked everywhere. I couldn't find it. 
Okay, you you didn't. You, I didn't let know if you had checked the room at the fireplace because we were checking. I earlier. checked. Uh, I don't remember. You know what? Yeah, let's do that real quick just so we can end on that. Because then we find would end if you did place. find something. I'm gonna put the potions in the bag. I get a fourteen. Uh, you check the walls. You check the fireplace. You do not find. I, I don't know where the fuck it is. It's annoying. All right, that's fine. We'll load up the house when in a couple hours. Well, no, well, not in a couple hours. We we we, got ways to go. we have a lot of time, so we might as well go spill the tea. Okay. Spill the tea, but that'll have to happen the next time we play, because for tonight, we will be ending on you guys piling up all of your loot into a room filled with three dead bodies. Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at Dungeon Drunks, or www.libshark.com, and see you next encounter.